is Matt Crump. I've been known as a lot of things over my life. The class clown, the army guy, the rocker guy, the car guy, and the guitar guy. I've also made a lot of mistakes in my life, but the best thing I ever did, that's give my heart and life to Jesus Christ. He led me down a lifelong path and introduced me to my awesome bride, Rockin' Robin, blessed us with two incredible kids, and has given me a hope through some of the absolute toughest times of my life. See, I'm battling stage four cancer, and although that sucks, <laughs> it's opened my eyes and heart to a hope I never knew this way before and moments I never noticed. I call those God's Got This Moments, and they reveal hope like never before. Today, I'd like to welcome you to Hope Revealed. Well, hello and welcome back, or welcome to those of you tuning in for the first time to Hope Revealed. I'm your host, Matt Crump, and I come to you every Tuesday with episodes of Hope, Help, and Health. Sometimes we'll have guests that give us great information and help in the world of health and healthcare, as well as ways to find hope through that information. As a person myself with stage four cancer, I wanted to bring a platform to you that would specifically bring hope as well as help. That can be done through special guests, information I've been able to locate, and information from emails and messages I receive from you, our listeners. You can always email us here at community at godsgotthis.love for questions, comments, or content. So uh, today's episode is going to be called Resilience and the Great Bounce Back. If you tuned in last week, uh, we talked about fortitude, and I wanted to continue on a little bit uh, today in resilience, and uh, we're going to have some fun today, I believe, uh, learning some things that may be helpful, and you'll have to forgive me. Obviously, I'm struggling with my health, and I have been down the past few days and quite tired, so my voice isn't what it usually is, so... Um, asking for the grace on the front side, and hopefully we'll be able to get through this together today, all right? Thanks so much for that. So again, on today's program, I want to talk about um, resilience. There, there once was a hardworking man that was fired from a variety of jobs throughout his career before he first started cooking in his roadside shell service station in 1930, when he was 40 years old during the Great Depression. His gas station didn't actually have a restaurant, so he served dinners in his attached personal living quarters. Over the next 10 years, he perfected his secret recipe and pressure fryer cooking method for his famous delectables and moved on to bigger locations. His food was even praised in the media by a food critic back then by the name of Duncan Hines. Yes, that Duncan Hines. <laughs> However, as the interstate came through the Kentucky town where this restaurant was located in the 50s, it took away important road traffic, and he was forced to close his business and retire, essentially broke. Worried about how he was going to survive off of his meager $105 a month pension, he set out to find restauranteurs who would find, uh, franchise his recipes. He wanted a nickel for each piece of chicken sold. He drove around sleeping in his car and was rejected by more than 1,000 times before Colonel Harland Sanders finally found his first partner, starting with what we now know as Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> as much of you don't want it to happen, and as much of you try to prepare, it is inevitable that something bad is bound to happen to you, to me, to all of us. 
This isn't being pessimistic. It's being realistic. It isn't all that hard to think about all the crazy things that can possibly happen in life, kind of like what you just heard about Colonel Sanders. You might get laid off from work. You might experience some kind of natural disaster. You might, God forbid, get even really sick. You're more than likely going to experience a bad relationship or have someone around you close to you even die. If there's one thing I've learned, life is always comprised of a bunch of ups and downs. And this is a fact that we can't change. We can change, like we discussed last week, is how we react to those times and rise through fortitude. And what we'll talk about today is how we bounce back. That bounce back is a place called resilience. So going back one more time to the colonel, if the only way to success is through failure, well then Harlan Sanders certainly earned his success. He was born September 9th, 1890 in Henryville, Indiana. Harlan had a tough childhood. His father passed away when he was six years old and his mother had to work several jobs to make ends meet. So he was tasked with looking after his two younger siblings and taking care of the home, which included cooking. It was said before the age of 10, Harlan had mastered several regional dishes. Good thing for them, right? Needing to help provide for the family, he entered the workforce at the age of 10. And as a farmhand, he was making about $2 a month. That's about $55 a month today. At 15, he was working on a streetcar, taking fares and making change. When he was 16, he went looking for adventure and forged documents saying he was of age to enter the army. He did just that and got sent to Cuba, where he was honorably discharged only after three months. <laughs> he was making his way back to Alabama, and over the next 20-plus years, he worked a variety of jobs, including a railroad worker, an insurance salesman, a country lawyer. That's where he was fired after assaulting his own client. Yep, he decked him. Oh, my Lord. Ohio River Steamboat Ferry Operator, a tire salesman, a secretary to the Chamber of Commerce in Columbus, Columbus, Indiana. For six years, he was the operator of a gas station, his longest tenured job before it closed due to the Great Depression. In 1930, at the age of 40, he was broke. And having already failed several times in the workforce, he made his way to Corbin, Kentucky, where the Shell Oil Company agreed to allow him and his family to live at a recently built gas station. In exchange, a large percentage of sales was to be given back to Shell. Incidentally, if you're curious as to how he was called Colonel, uh, Kentucky Colonel is the highest honor that can be bestowed by the Commonwealth of Kentucky. To be named a Colonel is to be recognized for outstanding service to community, state, and nation. Sitting Governor of Kentucky or the Secretary of State of Kentucky are the only ones who can bestow such an honor on an individual. These colonels are Kentucky's ambassadors of goodwill and fellowship around the world and are people from all walks of life. There's folks such as uh, Muhammad Ali, Jim Beam, Fred Astaire, Betty White, and Winston Churchill. They're all among an eclectic mix of people who have been named a Kentucky colonel. That's pretty cool, right? All right, so back to our colonel as Colonel Sanders. Well, not yet, Colonel. Uh, but he said himself in his autobiography, Corbin was the only place I knew I could start again without any money. A place where business would be driving my door 24 hours a day. 
He was proud of his gas station. So proud, in fact, that when he challenged, uh, when he was challenged by a neighboring gas station worker owned by Standard Oil, a shootout occurred. Sanders, gun blazing, emerged victorious. Despite the fact that he shot the neighboring gas station worker, no charges were filed as the other man had shot first. Talk about resilience. Did you know all about, about, about the colonel? Goodness gracious, beating people up, shooting people. Oh, my Lord. But we eat his chicken. That's amazing. All right. So anyway, I mentioned last week that resilience can be found in two ways. And Lord, we're finding out a bunch of things just from Colonel Sanders uh, that uh, we have some great examples. And we're going to have some more here in just a moment. So I sure hope that God will illuminate those things for us today. All right. So two ways I, I said that they could be defined. One, the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or toughness. And two, the ability of a substance or object to spring back into shape, elasticity. Hmm. Unlike our beloved Colonel, I'm sure we all may have that person who comes to mind immediately that always sulks or who has a woe is me life. I just don't know why these things always happen to me. You know that person. Hopefully that person isn't you. However, if it is, stick around. You might just find some answers that you've been looking for. If you feel like you're traveling from job to job like Harlan was, or in a place of visiting restaurant number 723, and you're just about to quit, and resilience is more of a dream than it is a reality, well, here's a few quick points that you may consider adopting into your life or shoring them up to even be stronger. If you're able to take notes today, it'd be awesome. I've got these five points. Maybe you can write them down or uh, come on back and listen to it a little bit later and, and you could take notes when you have time. All right, so here's some of these points. I've got five of them for you today. Number one, don't find a silver lining. Expect one. <laughs> Resilient people are characterized by an ability to experience both negative and positive emotions, even in difficult or painful situations. A resilient person can mourn losses and endure frustrations, but they can also find great potential and value in most challenges. When a not-so-resilient person faces difficulties, all of their emotions turn negative. If things are good, they feel good, but if things are bad, and not just bad, they're wrecked. Resilient people, on the other hand, tend to find some silver lining in even the worst of circumstances. They definitely see and acknowledge the bad. However, the difference is they'll find a way to also see the good. This is a bounce-back position. Don't find a silver lining. Expect one. All right, number two. It's not always live and learn, but more live to learn. The more you can leverage challenges as opportunities to grow and evolve, the more resilient you are likely to be. A resilient person looks at an issue and would immediately say, what can I learn from this? Instead of, crap, here we go again. Looking at pain as an opportunity to learn and developing the will to build confidence and the habit of moving toward the pain instead of running from it goes a long way in terms of building resiliency. I never would have expected to be in the situation I am in now in my life. However, I always hoped I would be doing exactly what I'm doing in the midst of it. I found that the posture of living to learn instead of a live and learn has become way more productive for myself and for those around me. So it's not always live and learn, 
but more live to learn. Number three, build a love bank. Yeah, I know. Sounds like you got some wild music I can cue up and stuff. Not that. You're here in a second. Build a love bank. All right. That sounds goofy, but it'll make sense in a moment. For years, I've had a ministry called SNW, Servants and Witnesses. I've always felt like a supernatural need and desire to serve, even when I don't want to in many cases. Being of service to others is a powerful way of stoking resilience. Studies such as the Mother Teresa effect at Harvard or articles like in Psychology Today titled What We Get When We Give by Christine Carter, a PhD, says that serotonin, the neurotransmitter associated with feelings of happiness and well-being, is used more effectively by people who have just engaged in an act of kindness. Do you hear that? Serotonin is more associated with happiness and well-being. It's used more effectively by people who have just engaged in act of kindness. So the more you deposit into your kindness bank, your love bank, <laughs> the more that it's available to you and others when a withdrawal is needed. We all need it, right? We need love in our lives. We need to give love in our lives. People need it. And to be able to have that is when you, you share those things, right? So it's awesome to remember to build a love bank. All right, number four, a way to be resilient is to take care of yourself. I'm definitely not the best spokesperson here, but I'm working on it. I'm not talking about cancer. I'm talking about exercise and eating and different things like that, right? Okay, so recently I was told I have a couple more spots developing on my brain where I had a tumor removed and radiation done. Well, in the midst of looking to see what we can do about that, my paleontologist told me to exercise more. I said, uh, you do remember I have chronic fatigue, right, Doc? And he said, yeah. And, I, and he mentioned that my brain needs exercise too, meaning our brains love oxygen. And to walk or jog or something easy like that, I, I feed my brain what it needs, and it can actually help to make things better. <laughs> so good health and regular routine of healthy habits are foundational to both mental and emotional resilience. You don't have to go to the gym seven days a week and run marathons. You just have to start. Do something. When you start something, you find everything is better than doing nothing. Rest, and I don't mean laziness, is vital as well. I've been learning about rest, and I've been learning it over the past few years, how important it is. Mental breaks and relaxation also help keep stress chemicals at bay, reducing the likelihood of feeling or becoming overwhelmed and reactive. It's true, scientifically proven. So take care of yourself, exercise, eat well, do the right things, not just because somebody tells you to or you think you're fat or whatever. It's good for you. It actually helps your brain to think better. That's pretty awesome, right? All right, so here comes the salad. All right, number five. This is the last one, last one I have today, and it's called Laugh a Little. If anyone knows me, they know I like to kid around. Many sometimes uh, have actually uh, gotten me in trouble with some things. However, everyone knows they can count on a laugh or two from me. The Bible, uh, in the New Living Translation, even teaches us in Proverbs 17, 22, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a broken spirit 
saps a person's strength. So yes, laugh a little. Find someone who's funny, a friend who's funny. Look for something funny, like good, clean movies. Yes, clean movies. There's a bunch of crap out there. Don't fill your mind with that junk, right? But good, clean movies that make you laugh. Look up some of the comic greats. I'm not talking about some of the things that might be out there today, not what some people perceive as great. Go back to the 30s through the 60s. Go on YouTube and check out some stuff that will just crack you up. And it's nothing but pure, clean, fun laughter. And it'll make you laugh. It'll have you in tears. But this time, it's the right kind of tears. So you can laugh a little. I finally have an excuse to do things then I find funny. I love it. I love to have a good time. So have a good time. And you know, the problem is a lot of times when we're down, we don't want to. And this is one of those places where fortitude and resilience is important. Fortitude gives you the strength, the courage, the oomph to say, all right, no matter what, I'm still going to do it. Like today, I didn't really feel like doing the podcast. I'm tired. You can hear it in my voice. I would have liked to have rested. But I needed to get up and do this. I had to finish writing. I had to get ready and do everything, put it all together. And I'm going to have to edit it and put it up and upload it for you. It's a little bit of work. Obviously, it's not digging ditches, but I was tired. I had to do it. So try it yourself. All right, those five points. Don't find a silver lining. Expect one. Number two, it's not always live and learn, but more live to learn. Number three, build a love bank. Number four, take care of yourself. And five, laugh a little. You know, there's so many other points I could share with you, but we just don't have enough time today. The point of all this is to help guide you and direct you through a place of fortitude, like we talked about last week, which is a place of strength and courage that leads to a place of resilience, a place where you can bounce back from things and learn from them and have healthy life practices and places designed to keep you there. We all go through tough times. There's just no way around them, and some, some are really, really hard. If we take time to develop the discipline of fortitude and resilience in our lives, we won't only be a better person for it, we can reveal hope in others' lives as well. I hope today was helpful for you. And if you'd like more information and resources, please visit our site at godsgotthis.love. You can sign up for our mailing list and receive our Monday magazine each week highlighting our ministry opportunities available Monday through Friday. If you're in need of hope and help in your situation, please reach out to us. If we can't help, we'll find someone who can. Maybe you're struggling with a disease like mine and have stage four cancer or some other horrible life-threatening thing or life-depleting disease. Maybe you just need a boost. We understand, and that's why we're here. Over the next few weeks, we'll begin having some guests on our shows that will illuminate hope for you in many different ways. Please stay connected. And please find and use other resources we already have available for you to use for free. Just go to our site and grab them. If you can help us in any other way, we're a nonprofit organization. And all your monthly or one-time gifts are tax deductible. You can visit godsgotthis.love backslash donations to generously give and help us in our quest to share hope in this world. We greatly appreciate your support. This ministry is not free. And it's not easy for one or two people, me and my wife, to carry the weight of it all by ourselves. And for you to jump in and help us, if this has been a blessing, would be a huge blessing for us and definitely for somebody else. The more we're doing, the more we're finding how much it costs. So I'm sure we'd love that support. Thank you for that. So live a life of fortitude. 
live a life and live it resiliently in all of it. Whatever circumstance, whatever situation, never, ever give up and never, ever forget God's got this.